24 minutes away from two o'clock. Time to discuss the state of our state, and this takes us back. Remember that? We've come a long way, haven't we, since then? <laughs> that was uh, what you heard every time you're connected to the internet. Not that long ago. Uh, we've never been more connected online. So in an effort to uh, keep ahead of the game, South Australian school students are being given the opportunity to get their heads around what's happening in the cyber world. And that's where our uh, next guest, Paula Oliver, comes in. She's the manager of South Australia's Cyber Security Innovation Node. Hi there, Paula. Hi, Alan. How are you? What a title. I know. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Oh, it, it is. What is the Cyber Security Innovation Node? Well, the South uh, Australian Node is really an extension of the, the Australian Government's Industry Growth Centre initiative. Um, Cyber is the, the cyber security growth centre for the country. And so we have a presence in each state and territory to really expand on that growth capability by having a local presence um, where we can work more closely with our local cybers yeah. and local academia mm -hmm. and government. So my role really is about just connecting those industries and, and those sectors together. So working with academia, government and private sector um, to grow our local cybersecurity ecosystem. Which is, is, I mean, the cyber industry continues to grow and grow at a, an astonishing rate. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, great opportunities, aren't there? Oh, there's some amazing opportunities. The demand is, is absolutely huge at the moment, particularly um, uh, for cybersecurity dedicated workforce. Um, given SA is a defence state, this is absolutely going to be a clear critical need for, for our state going forward, but even so right now. Mm. Um, we've got a workforce of about 19,000 people globally, uh, sorry, nationally, um, and we, we need another 19,000 by 2026. This is just something that is just going to keep growing and growing. That's just in South Australia, we need another 19,000. Nationally. Nationally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of a lot of work to do to really bring the workforce up to speed to meet that demand. Um, now, it's, obviously, it's too late for me. Look at me. <laughs> but if I was younger, uh, what school, what skills would I need to do well in this area and to get into this area? Surprisingly, there's there's a variety of skill sets that people are looking for. Um, at the moment, there's probably more of a focus on the attitude and aptitude of people so, as opposed to the technical capability. Um, we're finding that people with the right attitude and, and mindset um, are going to be a good fit for cybersecurity. People who can be creative in their thinking, good problem solvers, people who can put their mind um, into that of the adversary um, to have a very inquisitive approach to things uh, and to think outside of the box, but to have coupled with that some really ethical behaviour. Mm. Um, so bearing in mind that, you know, we don't we don't want to, to find that people who have gone ahead and, and hacked something mm. um, is going to really stand them in good stead. So it, it's somebody who wants to use those skill sets for, for good. Um, and those skill sets really are the foundation. The technical capabilities can be taught. Um, so people who are then really good at their science and maths and, and technical and digital skills can then be, um, you know, added on there as well. So it's a real variety. So we're not looking just at, you know, the, the stereotypical nerd. No, no, no. We're not looking at people who can just code. Surprisingly, yeah, we're yeah. seeing the emergence of some really um, new career opportunities in cyber security so once over we'd be looking at just sort of your analysts or your incident responders whereas now we're also looking for those trainers and those educators people who can talk at business level to people to help them interpret what their cyber risk is at a business um, level and, and what that financial sort of um, impact may be helping people really understand their responsibilities as well 
Um, but also in the legal field, we've got emerging careers specific mm. to cyber mm. in the legal industry that um, we just don't see a lot of people in that space at the moment. That surprises me. I thought that, you know, they would have been citing those from a long way out and, and realising that's going to be an enormous growth area. Yeah. And, and yeah, the growth area is just huge. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. all right. Well, um, one of the things uh, that I mentioned is keeping ahead of the ahead of the the, the 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 ball as far as our younger people are concerned. That's why you introduced something called the Schools Cyber Security Challenge. That's right. Or challenges. There's challenges. more than one, isn't there? That's right. What, what is this? Is this a new program that's being introduced into schools? It is. So this is a national program. Um, this is founded by the Australian Computing Academy. They're based out of the University of Sydney. They're supported by Cyber as well as the big four banks and British Telecom um, to put together a, a national program to skill Australian high school students in cybersecurity skills. So this is done through four sort of creative and in innovative challenges that they can do online along with a suite of resources for high school teachers as well as the students to help them um, equip them with these necessary skills that they're going to need for the future and that they need right now. Um, and the challenge is it's available on an online platform and it takes them through four interactive challenges, mm -hmm. um, addressing things like personal information security, data sharing, um, but then goes on to some more technical aspects such as cryptography and network security as well. Um, but they're fun, they're engaging um, and they're free. So high schools doesn't cost them anything to participate. What, what uh, year level are we talking about? So we're looking at years 7 to 12 for right. these challenges. Okay. Um, the, the second, sorry, the third and fourth challenges are probably aimed towards the higher end of the school age, um, but really it's it's all about just getting in and having a go. Also with us uh, to talk about this is Roy Page, who's the principal of uh, Heath, Heathfield uh, High School. Roy, this must be an exciting time for, um, uh, you know, people like you guiding kids uh, down this path. Yeah, absolutely. We um, saw this opportunity coming as a part of the entrepreneurial um, specialism that we're also a part of mm. and um, got a small group of students to trial out uh, module one and two. So in particularly focusing on, on that um, privacy and personal information module. So students involved in that have actually reported back that it's really engaging. They like the interactivity part. They play the role as a cybersecurity sleuth where they've got to uncover the identity of a person um, based on their social media profile. And so the students actually have to go in, look at Facebook posts, look at, um, and these are all in a controlled environment um, set yeah. up within mm -hmm. the, uh, the modules, and they actually then follow a series of activities where they uncover where the person might live, where they, their phone number, um, what their job might be, their date of birth, and trying to build that picture that a lot of information we put on line can actually be used um, in things like identity fraud and theft. And so we're trying to get the students to understand that what they put online is actually out there for everyone to see. Okay, so it's a bit of a double-edged sword there, isn't it? It's teaching them how to be the investigator be the investigator but also that's tipping them as to how much they could be investigated themselves absolutely and so we talk about that in the context of well students need to learn this but also they need to then go home and talk to their parents about this mm. and so we actually mm. raise the awareness across the whole community how do you feel are they actually online or are they working in a in a confined part of uh, the internet that's so, an amateur way of putting it isn't it well they they're in an online environment where yeah. um uh, f 
uh, fake apps have been produced by right, the okay. Australian Com- Computing Academy, and so there's one that's equivalent to something called Snapchat. There's a something equivalent to Facebook, and they actually are given um, pieces of text that a person has written on these platforms, and they then have to identify who that person is, where they live, what their phone number is by what's being posted. Um, and as they move through the challenge, it becomes more and more complex um, what their information they're, they're challenged to find out. Is the danger here that we're teaching them a little bit too much that they can cross to the other side? Well, I, I guess that's where we talk about that ethical understanding. Yeah, so yeah. using those cross-curricular capabilities in schools, um, ethical understanding is, is one of those capabilities that we mm. really want to develop within the students. And I know that as you move further into these modules, there is actually that, that development of ethical hacking as a, as a pr- principle where mm. um, companies are now actually hiring people to test for the failures in their own systems. Um, and so um, if you provide the opportunities... Um, for good in a career path, then you're more likely to get more people going down that direction. Right, yeah. And how have the kids uh, taken to it? Uh, They've said that it's really um, challenging. They really like working together as teams on it. So even though they're on an individual platform on their uh, computer, they can actually work as teams to solve those problems. Right. Yeah, so we're we're actually uh, reviewing it at the moment and looking to introduce it to our entire Year 8 group next year, Um, looking just at Module 1, where it will actually support our um, cyberbullying awareness program that we also run in the school. So it's really complementary to that. Mm. You said it's an individual um, investigation, but they work as a team. Yep. What do they get out at the end of it uh, when they achieve their goal? Do they get a mark or, or what, what's, what's so the benefit? So we're actually working with the education department and, um, and, and Paula's area and TAFE SA to look at ways in which we can actually get credits um, from the challenge right. to go towards um, future certification. So particularly once they get into Module 3 and 4, there could be a, a pathway that links into uh, a Cert 3 in cybersecurity that TAFE is about to start up. Wow. That's a that's a big uh, big leap, isn't it? It is a big leap, mm. and it really is about sort of setting that pathway, making sure that they've got early um, cap- early opportunity to look at what their capability could be in this skill set and this field um, for a future career. So it's about piquing their interest in a fun and interactive mm. way, and then looking at other avenues that we can sort of weave in for them to say, look, here's another great opportunity, Cert three or Cert four, um, and the pathway can commence there. What sort of kids are putting their hand up and saying, yeah, I'm really, really keen on this? Is it a a whole range or is it more the STEM kids or the nerdy ones? Well, we're seeing students that have that kind of passion around um, information technology. Some of them may have already um, dabbled in programming or be reasonably experienced in it. So they they understand their... um, their strengths and talents within that area and I think um, the challenges actually provide us with an opportunity to make that go a little bit broader mm. Um, mm. particularly because of the amount of opportunities that will exist um, and in particular that focus on um, engaging female students into this into this um, uh, industry as well um, because it's all about um, like Paula said it's not necessarily about the technical skills but the mindset that the students bring with them and that mm. analytical brain that can actually find Problems, but also then work for solutions to those problems. Hang on, what are you what are you inferring there, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> Is that an issue, uh, Paula? That uh, um, it, it's a bit male nom- male dominated this, oh, this this field. It certainly is a male dominated field, and and I'm actually really fortunate working in um, SA government as well that we we have quite a very um, balanced in terms of gender. Um, 
proportion of female to male workers, but in, more commonly it's, it's male dominated. So there really is a push to get females into not only cyber, but into ICT more generally. Mm. Having that diversity mm. representation is paramount anyway, but the diversity of mindset and thinking, um, as Roy was just talking about, is absolutely critical. We're talking to um, uh, Paula Oliver, who's the uh, the manager of uh, SA uh, Australian Cyber Node here in South Australia, and also uh, Roy Page, the principal of Heathfield uh, High School. And we're talking about cyber safety. Uh, any questions or comments, give us a call at 22399 IKEA Sleep Ship is on its way with new bedroom solutions. Celebrate its arrival in store September 26 with the Festival of Sleep. 12 days of offers, workshops and activities for a better night's sleep. IKEA.com.au slash festival. This October, join Sir Michael Parkinson live on stage. Sir Michael Parkinson's Farewell Australia Tour is a celebration of the life and career of a man who has interviewed over 2,000 of the most important cultural figures of the 20th and 21st centuries. In conversation with his son and showing highlights from the Parkinson archives, an evening with Sir Michael Parkinson Farewell Australia Tour is not to be missed. Festival Theatre Adelaide, Tuesday, October 15. Book now. Few people realise that every funeral firm buys its funeral components from the same suppliers and we all pay the same price. Coffins, press notices, flowers, cremation fees and then the biggest items, overheads and profits. A funeral service in our chapel starts at just $2,975. I can't believe anyone would want to contribute more to an undertaker's overheads and profits. They contribute nothing to dignity or sincerity. I'm Shanti Russell, Sensible Funerals. Oh, hello, Reggie. CTP, ASAP. QBE. For CTP, OMG. No, QBE. For CTP. Easy as ABC. In SA. In SA. For my GT. And SUV. Or my MG. That's a bit OTT. I'm a VIP. Oh, I see. So, QBE for CTP. LOL. When Rego pops up, remember, QBE for CTP. Insurance issued by QBE Insurance Australia Limited. If you love the dogs, make sure you get to Angle Park to see the State of Origin series. It's SA versus the Vicks. Yep, SA's top four dogs go head-to-head with the top four dogs from Victoria. We're talking 1v1 match racing with all dogs proudly wearing their State of Origin colours. Take the family. The famous buffet opens at six. I'll be there cheering on the locals. The State of Origin Series, Thursday the 26th of September at Angle Park Racecourse. 
Like to travel off the beaten path? Take the first step with Globus and Phil Hoffman Travel. Globus lets you dive into secluded Mediterranean seaside towns. The winding medieval alleyways and those sun-soaked streets you simply won't find on any other tour. Save up to $2,000 per couple when you book and deposit by October 31st. 19-day tours starting from $5,629 per person. Explore the Globus 2020 European Collection with Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com.au. Enjoy the party atmosphere every Sunday at the Jeff's Cross Market with stalls, homemade treats, fresh fruit and veg, arts, crafts, bric-a-brac and more. Wallace Cinema's mainline drive-in on Main North Road from 7am every Sunday for the Jeff's Cross Market. Visit wallace.com.au. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Nine minutes, actually just coming up eight minutes away from two o'clock. Uh, we're talking about uh, cyber security in uh, South Australian schools and uh, our kids have been given the opportunity in uh, secondary school to do a, uh, a wonderful um, uh, course, effectively, three modules to learn all about cyber security. And uh, with us to explain is uh, Paula Oliver, who's uh, the manager of the South Australian um, cyber node and also principal of uh, Heathfield High School, Roy Page. I imagine, Roy, um, the teachers are learning just as much from this as, as the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what they really like is the fact that they've got um, pre-organised units of work yeah. that are mapped against the, the national curriculum, both within the ICT general capabilities, but also the digital um, technologies curriculum. There's mapped out learning plans, assessment tasks, and um, and a framework for delivering that. And so the, the teachers are really engaged. And um, another interesting thing around a, a comment I heard a teacher say last week was that, you know, we teach young people how to cross the road safely when they're in their formative years but yet we get them into these electronic devices and straight onto the internet without any real uh, formal safety training and so as a part of module one I think students can really learn how to be safe online but also teach others that. Mm, yeah really that's a really good analogy isn't it uh, that we teach them to, to look left and right but not necessarily on the internet. Uh, um, how many schools um, – now, this is available to all, all uh, secondary schools, uh, Paula? Yeah, that's right. So all of the high schools in SA um, are able to participate in this and they can register their interest on the ACA uh, website for the challenges. And it's open for people to use it in a variety of ways. So as Roy mentioned before, there's the ability to use this as a team environment or at an individual um, student level or even at a classroom level or a school level. Now, it was only officially launched last Wednesday here. Correct. In South Australia, so uh, if you're mum and dad uh, sitting at home listening, and uh, you think this is uh, something you'd like to pursue, I reckon uh, contact the school or get uh, get your son or daughter to uh, mention it to uh, their IT uh, department and uh, get them onto it. Roy, um, your uh, school is um, an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial specialist school. Now, is you're leading? Are you leading that? Are you a bit of a, a you know a, well, there's, a nerd in this area? Well, there's one of uh, five schools yeah. um, that we're partnered with, and uh, recently, and that's obviously a part of the state government's broader entrepreneurial learning strategy. And um, recently, the five schools have gathered together, and we've actually set out a really ambitious vision for 2030 for entrepreneurial learning in South Australia. And just like we've been talking about with the cyber school challenge and the requirements of people to go into that industry, uh, the whole entrepreneurial learning program is about developing entrepreneurial thinkers. Mm. Um, mm. So it's about developing a mindset 
of our students um, in their education and their future planning. And so that's the kind of cornerstone of the program. Um, each school of the five specialist schools is developing a slightly different curriculum and how they're going to approach it. Um, but ultimately, we'll be cascading um, our resources and our curriculum to other schools um, around the state over the next three to four years. How, though, on a practical basis... Is there room in the curriculum? Because we know the curriculum is so crowded already. How do you introduce a new... That's a, a good question. And so we're seeing real opportunities within the history curriculum, the ge geography curriculum. There's already civics and citizenship and business and enterprise within the curriculum, and they become a natural place for the entrepreneurial learning to take place. Right, OK. Um, and we're, we're looking at it from year eight in particular, starting with um, analysing our social enterprise opportunities. And so students, particularly those that are in year seven, year eight, have a real strong um, connection with environment and social issues. And so we're using that kind of investment of those young people to really identify what are the problems worth solving in our environment or in our local communities and how can we apply um, an entrepreneurial thinking approach to solve those problems. Was it difficult uh, deciding actually what year and what, what level to put this, uh, this initiative into? Uh, in terms of the entrepreneurial learning strategy, it's aimed at years 7 to year 12. Um, and so that was actually um, part of the state government strategy um, to provide that to the schools. And so what we had to do was say, well, where does that fit within those curriculum areas mm. that I identified? Mm. And then how do you take it from year 7 to year 8? And so what we've talked about is that um, at year seven and eight, it will be about education through entrepreneurship. At year nine and ten, it will be about entrepreneurship. And at year 11 and 12, for entrepreneurship. Okay. And so the distinction mm. there is actually learning through the skills and the mindset in year seven and eight, learning about the different types of entrepreneurship at year eight, um, nine and ten, and then looking more at a business model at that point where we talk about startups, we talk about um, the different opportunities through product innovation or ideas that students have to solve problems and then at year 11 and 12 actually providing the pathway through the business and innovation curriculum through what will be cert 3 and cyber security at that time um, through um, connections with um, lot 14 connections with universities and um, and so the the opportunities are endless and students as they decide what their personal uh, passions and talents are, are going to be actually able to choose their pathway through that as they move through the school system. You know what? I wish I was a kid again. <laughs> oh, <look laughs> Don't you? Do you, do you wish you were starting out again? Oh, look, it's really, really exciting. And um, I think uh, a key part to this is understanding that um, in, in life, there's you, you always get things wrong. You know, it's that uh, ability to, to fail fast, fail forward, bounce mm. back and get on to the next thing. And that as schools, we haven't always been really good at doing that. And so, um, part of our entrepreneurial learning journey in developing this curriculum is accepting when we get it wrong as, as a school and moving forward from yeah. that and let, letting the students see that we don't always get it right as well, yeah. but that we're going to be always there to get the, the next opportunity there for them to engage with. Mm. Learn from uh, the past. Thank you very much. Look, great to see. Great initiative. Good luck with it. And uh, as I say, uh, get your kids to uh, tap the IT specialist at, uh, at the high school on the shoulder. And uh, all they've got to do is mention the school's cyber security challenges. Thanks very much, uh, Paula. Thank Great you. to meet you. And Thank also you. Roy Page. Brilliant. Thanks very Good much. Good to see you. Uh, you. Eight double two three double.